This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Kevin Mitchell, who is the president at TipTap Insurance. TipTap are a homeowner's insurance company based in Florida, but operating across the United States. And it's a pleasure to have Kevin joining me on the show today. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, thanks, Nick. Uh, pleasure to be here. Kevin, it's great to have you on the show. Um, I know we've been talking for a little while now, so it's going to be really interesting to find out and share with our listeners a little bit more about TipTap Insurance. Kevin, before we get to that, though, would you mind sharing with our listeners a little bit more about your background, your career, and what led to you launching the business? Sure. Uh, you know, typically for for anyone that has a career in insurance, there's there's some moment in time where a family member encourages them to get in the business or consider the insurance business as a career. For for me, it was a uncle of mine that you know had a had a serious conversation with me and said, "Okay, what are you gonna what are you gonna do with your life?" And uh, he was in the insurance business and he encouraged me to get in the business because he felt it was a great career in which you could really you know build build upon a, a knowledge base and and had a tremendous amount of longevity. And he was right. And then in terms of TipTap, what was the journey there? What was the journey that led you and the, the team there to launch in the business? Sure. So for, for me, uh, I joined HCI, which is our parent company, in 2013. And uh, I came on board with two primary roles at the time, was uh, vice president of investor relations for HCI and was on the reinsurance buying team. And as the, the company evolved and we we started to launch TipTap. I got very involved with sales and marketing, and you know, bringing on all the agents and how are we going to position the company to to agents. I think that's an important thing to note that we've always been agent focused, independent agent focused, and they've really helped us drive and grow the business. Initially, started out in flood insurance, and that that has quickly transitioned. To homeowners insurance, we launched homeowners insurance in in 2018 and have never looked back. And I was asked in in 2019 to be the president of TipTap and lead the charge on day to day operations and you know growing growing the business. Now operating in in 12 states across the country. Awesome, great story, Kevin. As we are in the insurance coffee house this morning, I'm going to ask you that that all important question: What is your go to coffee of choice each day? 
Yeah, this this might be a strange answer. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink coffee. But uh, if uh, my daughter loves loves coffee, and she's always encouraging me to find my favorite cup. But for me, it's, uh, you know, I I usually find my way to a a Diet Coke somewhere around lunch to give me a a shot in the arm with caffeine. Nice, a nice cool drink to to keep you going. Well, you you are based in uh, Florida. So that's, that's understandable. Kevin, if I can start off with the business, then let's explore that a little bit further. Would you mind giving our listeners a snapshot, an overview of the business, where you're operating in, some of the policies that you provide there to your customers? Sure. I, I think it's important, Nick, to just understand the, the corporate structure. Sure. So obviously, I mentioned HCI Group. HCI Group owns 88% of TipTap Insurance Group. The other 12% is owned by Centerbridge Partners. We had a, a private equity investment of $100 million in February of uh, 2021. Uh, so they they maintain the other 12%. And under TipTap Insurance Group, we have TipTap Insurance Company. And then we also have our technology division, Axio. And for us, it's uh, our, our primary product is homeowners insurance. And started in in Florida, and now we we operate in you know eleven states outside of Florida. The key areas are, are and I'll I'll go from north to south, and then uh, east to west. But if we start in the north, it, it's Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, soon to be North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, Georgia, obviously Florida, and then we go west. It's New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, South Dakota, and Montana. And how's the business grown across those states? What's what's led you to choose those specific states to start off with? Yeah, no, that's a great question. It's a combination of a couple things. When we look at different states, we want to look at you know one, what is the regulatory environment? Mm-hmm. You know how how hard or easy or or welcoming is is certain regulator gonna gonna be? Not that we're against you know going through that process, but it also helps us understand from a speed to market, you know, how long will it take to to be in those the, that given state? We also want to look at the competitive environment. Hmm. Um, you know, are there big, you know, national players that really own that? You know, uh, oftentimes people talk about the the ants, all state, you know, nationwide traveler state farm. You know, how dominant are there? Is there an opening or is, you know, that that state potentially more fragmented? Than other states, that gives us a, an opportunity to maybe gain market share, you know, over time. And then we want to understand, you know, dynamics of, you know, weather patterns and loss patterns, and make sure that we're crafting an offering, being homeowners that is going to be competitive based on the the other peers that are operating in that given state. I think those are all big pieces, and the the weather aspect goes into you know, non-catastrophic events, but then it also plays a huge role into how we're going to purchase and secure reinsurance in that given geographic area. So those are all the things that we're we're contemplating before we jump in with both feet. Great. Homeowners is very much the market there. What are some of the products? How have those products been developed since the business started? Yeah. So we initially started homeowners in Florida and we started out with a simple concept it's something we've coined internally called the race to a thousand. So we want to, in any, in any given state or geographic area, we want to write a thousand policies as quickly as possible and make sure that it works. We want to make sure it works in a, in a couple, in a couple areas. We want to make sure we're, we're getting 
proper attention from independent agents. We want to make sure that it's competitively priced. We want to make sure it's you know a sound coverage form. And probably most importantly, we want to make sure it performs properly. How are we performing from a loss ratio and a claims frequency percentage? And, and that gives us the confidence after those first thousand policies, because if you look at a thousand policies, it's a small data set, but it's a data set. And once we see positive trends in those first initial thousand policies, it gives us the confidence to jump in with both feet and really grow that that given state. And why that is so important, if you remember a number of years ago, you know, the state of Iowa had a large wind event, a derecho, you know, 100 mile an hour straight line winds. And what typically happens is historically as insurance companies will pick a state and they'll spend the next three years focusing on that state. And they might write, say, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 policies. And then you have some unique weather event that probably really tests some of their underwriting and risk management principles. For us, we'd rather have that test on 1,000 policies, not 10,000 policies. And, you know, because it's all, it's, it's one of those interesting things we're working with right now. You know, climate change is here. It's real. And it is, it is causing, you know, a lot of insurance carriers to evaluate and, and rethink how they're managing risk, you know, from a, from a reinsurance standpoint. And our, our viewpoint has always been, we're trying to manage two different items. We're trying to manage frequency and severity. But there's one additional layer now that we think is, is fascinating. Because of all the different changing weather patterns, what happens if the places that were deemed to be safe in the past all of a sudden become dangerous? And that it, it causes you to really evaluate how you're going to manage you know, weather risks in the future. Uh, so it, it keeps us on our toes. Yeah, as that climate changes, for sure. Kevin, in terms of the benefits then policyholders for the customers uh, or potentially for the brokers that you say is your distribution route, what's the main benefit for them? What's the difference between what you're providing and those ants businesses that, right. that you referred to earlier? You know, What's the difference between what you're doing and some of those large incumbents? I think the, the big thing that there we're offering the independent agents is efficiency through our technology. So one, one of the unique benefits we have at, at TipTap, and I, I mentioned a, a few minutes ago, is by having an internal technology arm to TipTap insurance company, we're able to develop a full suite of uh, technology and software that allows the agent to be more efficient. So you think about in this whole unique world and, and a lot of People are talking about, you know, big data and how are you using big data? You know, an interesting fact is Exio, our technology division, that was formed in 2012. You know, and, and think about it, TipTap was launched in 2016. So we've been working on this, this technology for a while. And the whole thought process or the genesis for starting Exio and, and then ultimately TipTap was we said, okay, how is insurance going to be transacted? 10 years in the future. And our thought process was that the agent was going to come, you know, come to their desk and they were going to log on to, to a system and they were going to simply type in a, an address, you know, say for example, 123 Maple Avenue. Yeah. And if we are, you know, true pros at our craft, 
we should already know all the underwriting data. And if we know all the underwriting data on the front end, it can allow that independent agent to really focus their time on building those relationships in the community. And it allows us to focus on, you know, the underwriting aspect and we're then not relying on them. You know, they might've, you know, potentially transposed a number. Is it, you know, 1958 or 1985 house year built? So it allows us to get unbelievable amount of, of data accuracy. So then we can make that objective, unemotional decision about risk. And the beauty of what we build is computers do it. So if the agent wants to, you know, after they put their kids to bed at 10 o'clock, work on a, a quote, they're not relying on our underwriter being at their desk. Um, it re- really, it, it creates uh, an incredible amount of efficiency, and especially in the, the new working environment where people are logging on, logging, logging off at different times. It allows them to work whenever it's, it's appropriate. The other huge benefit is it allows for an incredible amount of scale. As we go into more and more states, we don't then have to hire a tremendous amount of staff, you know, a staff of underwriters to manage the new volume. Yeah, it's really interesting, Kevin. And yeah, I like how you discuss about how you can really focus on the underwriting side, the area of your expertise and those brokers, those agents can focus on the sales, on the customer service, on the relationship building, which really is their forte. And that's a great harmony there. So far in the company's history, it seems like it's been a very successful journey and a successful growth, but have there been any challenges? I'm sure there's been plenty, but what has been the most major challenges that you face so far and how have you overcome them? Sure. Always, always challenges when launching, launching a a company early on is, you know, how are we going to attract the, the right type of agents? You know, that was a challenge and it was interesting in that process. And and this is what I was communicating to our marketing staff is, you're not selling an agency appointment. What you're selling is a technology demo. And you're selling a technology demo because unless that agent finds value in the efficiency that our technology provides, they're probably not going to be a good fit for TipTap. So I, I was expressing that it was important to find the right type of agents that were aligned and valued technology we were willing to provide. So that's, you know, that's definitely one, you know, going out and, and speaking with regulators and having them get comfortable with the product we were going to roll out in their their given state. That's obviously, you know, one of the one of the challenges. You have to make sure that you, you know, secure uh, appropriate capital to grow the business because we're a full stack carrier. We we eat our own cooking. I think that's probably a unique difference from say some of the other technology focused insurance companies. Yeah. Uh, got to secure reinsurance. You yeah. know, it's reinsurance capacity. I'm sure you, we read a new article every day about the stress on whether it's retro cover or just general, you know, reinsurance capacity in the US. I think that's always a, something we have to consider. And then we, we want to look at how we're going to maximize the opportunity. How are you going to hire the right staff, whether it's on the technology side or on the operation side or on the claim side or the customer service side to grow the business, manage the business to the standards in which we feel you know needs to be provided to the policyholder? Yeah, and that brings us nicely on actually to the second part of our podcast, Kevin, around talent attraction side and the hiring mm-hmm. side. Kevin, I know you're much of a coffee drinker, but it's time for the espresso round. I hope you're ready sure. for it. I'm ready. Good man. The Espresso Round. 
Kevin, how many people are you looking to grow the business by in the next 12 months? You know, that's a, that's a great question. So right now, we have about a, a little over 180 people in the States. And then we have a little over 100 in India. And that's uh, one of our, our technology hubs for, for XCO. We're always on the hunt for talent. I think, you know, COVID has, has caused an adjustment to that thought process in regards to we are agnostic in regards to where those employees are located. And so there's been there's been a benefit to this change in thinking. And the, the benefit has been is whether it's claims, whether it's customer service, whether it's you know developers on the tech side, we've been able to broaden our search and find really quality candidates that get to work from home. But for us, as we continue to grow the business, because of the technology and that scalability, we will continue to hire people. But if we doubled the business, we wouldn't have to double the staff. No, no, so I, I think that is a yeah. kind of a key benefit of, of building that technology mm. for, for, for scale. And as we're seeing, you know, specifically, you know, disruption across the U.S. in a lot of different insurance businesses, oftentimes homeowners, we're, we're getting, we're having a lot of great conversations with really talented people that are, are yeah. looking for a, a new, uh, a new opportunity. And, and we welcome those conversations. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And you're obviously building a blend of talent from insurance world and technology world, I'm sure from some other industries as well. What's the culture that you're looking to bring there as you, as you bring these people together? Right. Culture is talked about a lot uh, these days. You know, we, as, as most other folks do, we find it critically important. It's an interesting culture in TipTap being that for one, you know, myself and, and the management team, we're a working management team. We're here every day. It's, it's not executive team as, as some people term it. So we're in the business day in and day out, which provides oftentimes a great result being that since we're so close to the business, we can constantly pivot and make adjustments. You know, for when we look at the culture and when we consider hiring uh, an employee, regardless of where they are in the organization, we want to make sure that they are going to play well with others. So are they going to bring, you know, positivity, creativity to the team? We work in, you know, pods, so to speak, whether it's on the XEO side, customer service claims, sales and marketing and it's a team aspect as you know one area you know of the company might hit a, a slower time where a project has just ended and the next project hasn't started that team is ready to pitch in and we follow one kind of key rule the best ideas win we we don't care who brings the ideas and we encourage you know ideas to to be brought up in meetings and we typically kick them around the room and and vet them out but it, it doesn't matter of uh, the person and what their title was we encourage everyone to bring bring those ideas to the table yeah fantastic how do you go around building that culture whilst also taking advantage like you said of the remote working opportunities you can literally employ someone based based anywhere across the state. Right. You've got an international team as well. Mm -hmm. How do you build that culture at the at the same time of of taking advantage of that remote working aspect? You know, that's a great question. It's not easy. So 
our CEO, Paris Patel, had a concept earlier in this year as obviously vaccine rolled out and the the COVID numbers were in an area that was more safe for employees to come back and be in person. What we've decided to do is we do quarterly collaboration days. So each department comes in quarterly and everyone is in the office for a week. And uh, the rule is pretty simple. We, We don't do Zoom and Teams you know, that week, everyone gets in a conference room and has their standard meetings, mm. but it's it's in person. And then typically we, we do something during that week, we give back, we do something charitably in the community. And then we also, we have a little fun as well. You know, we go and do a happy hour and a, and a dinner and uh, there, you know, when you go and have dinner with someone, you, you get to know, them. you get to uh, be updated in regards to, you know, their family and, you know, hobbies and how things are going. And, and what we've seen is it, it drives a more cohesive team when we get back on these video calls. And it also goes a long way to limiting a lot of misunderstandings. If you know someone and has spent some time with them, you know, face to face, you find that oftentimes the team is more efficient. They work better together, more collaborative, also come up with, you know, really cool creative ideas a week or two following that, those collaboration weeks. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's, I think that's so important. It's so key to integrating the team together and the fact that you've identified that and put, really put that in practice and, and made that a real, real focal point to building that culture, I think is fantastic. Kevin, in terms of insurance professionals, what sort of value can someone bring to your business? Maybe someone who's had a very strong underwriting career or, or someone in the distribution side of the business, what value can they bring to TipTap Insurance? Sure. You know, what we're often looking for is people that aren't entrenched in, you know, traditional thinking. You know, I think from different articles folks might read in the press is we go about you know, our business maybe slightly differently than other traditional insurance companies. And I can give you a, a couple different examples. We we look at approaching a certain state, it's it's driven, it's really driven by data. You know, and when I say driven by data, there's oftentimes things in the in, in insurance business that people just say are, are standard and you have to follow in regards to success. You know, for example, a lot of people talk about insurance score and credit score. We don't do it. You know, oftentimes they talk about, you know, potentially limiting coverage in certain geographic areas because there are a high propensity of claims in, you know, a certain area. We try to provide a, a broad, a broad product. But if you look at that, you know, and say, and these are just two examples, but say you don't credit score and you don't have a a tremendous amount of limitations on your coverage, well, shouldn't you then have a worse result? And what what we're saying is we're focused on trying to find the best customers that when they have a claim, we can help put their lives back together. That's, That's our number one job. But also because of the data, as long as we price the the policy correctly, we can help maintain a number of things. We can help maintain rate, stability of rate, stability and consistency of renewal, and the you know broad, broad coverage form. Because when you look at you know all the different unique challenges in the homeowners business across the country, whether it's challenging legal environment or fraud that we, we see in Florida or different weather events, you know, for us, 
the the vast majority of policyholders are good people, hardworking people mm-hmm. that are out mm-hmm. there just trying to provide for their family. And we think that TipTap can be a, a tremendous um, carrier and in, in, or provide an insurance policy that is able to to help the the good people protect their largest asset. That's great. That's great. It's such a great mission cause that you have there, Kevin. Kevin, obviously, as as a business, you've had some great success, like we've discussed. Business is scaling. What advice would you have to maybe a a, a founder or an executive at another insure tech who are really have reached that foundation level? They're really looking to scale now. What sort of infrastructure? What sort of foundations do you think need to be in place in order to achieve that scale? Right. No, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know. Scale is important in an insurance business. There's there's a line. There's a line in in the sand, so to speak. You know, for for us, we felt you know the the first the first marker that we had to get to would be a hundred million in premium. You know, and yeah. then obviously growing growing from there. When we look back and you know think about it from from when we launched in 2016 to now. You know, I, I think it's it, it's it's critical to make sure that you know you have uh, appropriate levels of capital, and that you're always raising money in advance. You you never want to be in a situation where you're relying on the kindness of of strangers. I think it's it's also important for for us. This is just what we've experienced. We found there to be tremendous value in having an insourced model. More expensive, it 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 becomes. An expense, but we view it as an investment. So when, there's nothing better than having a tip tap employee answer the customer service call or have a tip tap employee answer the claims call. But it is an investment in in the business and having the ability to to control all aspects of the technology. Kevin, we've almost reached the end of our time today in the insurance coffee house. The time has has flown as it seems to do so these days. Before we go though, if there are any insurance professionals out there at those incumbent carriers or or maybe a, a broker who who are looking to work for a more technology-led business like like yourselves, what would your advice be to them as they as they make that transition? And and how would someone reach out to you after the show? Yeah, no, uh we we welcome people to reach out for us. We're always looking for folks that are ready to take on a new challenge. I could say it's it's never dull because we're 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 constantly you know evolving and, and growing. You know, heck, we we just announced on the HCI most recent earnings call that we're gonna we're gonna form a new company. So there there's always opportunities throughout. You know, oftentimes people reach out to me uh, directly via LinkedIn, or you can always drop me a. An email. It's it's K Mitchell, so it's K M I T C H E L L at tiptap.com. That's that's the easiest way to reach out, and we have these types of conversations often with people, and they're surprised that I I email them back. But typically, and in, in, unless I'm traveling within the day, and we welcome that because you never know where these conversations uh, might go. I'm a I'm a big fan of meeting people, and there's different twists and turns in different people's careers that often might create an opportunity, you know, a year or two down the road. But we met, so opportunity pops up, I think of them and we're able to reach out and connect and see if they're interested in joining the team. 
I think it's so important to explore those opportunities, not only for your benefit, but for, for those candidates' benefits. If they are an incumbent and they feel like they've got a lot of skills and experience that they can bring to a business like yours, they don't necessarily want to get pigeonholed into a certain role, a certain job that's advertised, but actually speaking with the founders, speaking with the exec team, sharing what that experience is. And it might not be for an immediate position now, but it might just spark something. It might help that business down the line to, to grow further in, in a different avenue that maybe wasn't so expected at that particular time. So I think these conversations are great to have, and I thoroughly encourage that. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of talent out there right now that you know has, let's face it, has, has poured into the insure tech space over the past five, five years. And, you know, everyone had different business plan opportunities and a lot of those things adjust and, and pivot. That's the the way uh, these types of businesses go. But I, I know that we're, we're getting a lot of calls from, from people that are, are looking to, you know, join us and, and help us kind of progress, you know, the, the TipTap brand. And we welcome all those conversations. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. It's been brilliant to have you on the show. Been learning a lot about the homeowners insurance market there in the US and finding out a lot lot more about the business as well. So so thank you. It's been great. Yeah, Nick, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Brilliant. Thank you, Kevin. And to all our listeners, wherever you're listening around the world today, we thank you for tuning in. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insight and learnings from what Kevin's had to say today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or I'd like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. Take care. You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.